and welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. It's time for another NFL season preview where we try to do all 32 teams NFL season previews with a fan of every team. And this time it's a turn of the Baltimore Ravens. And of course, we have to bring him back. He is our Ravens fan, Shane Harris from the Fourth and Gold podcast. How are you, Shane? How's things? Not too bad, Andy. Thanks for having me on again. Let's get let's get this rolling. Definitely. And you, for all our audio listeners, you'll be able to see on YouTube, but on audio, you're wearing a, a Ravens jersey, which I, I assume that's not Tylan Wallace. I, who is that on the back? It's a custom jersey. It's uh, I've got my name on the back. It's the very same jersey, spoiler alert, that I'll be wearing when I go and see my beloved Ravens play the Titans oh, in no. October. Yeah, so spoiler alert. You've got Harris 16 on the back, I'm guessing. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Amazing stuff. I mean, yeah, just before we go into that, really, just you, obviously, we've talked about it a few weeks ago. I'm going to the game, so are you. Of course, it's your team involved, but it's your first ever, not only Ravens game, first ever NFL game live. Um, how amazing would that be? How excited are you for that? Um, in all honesty, uh, my friends and my partner were telling you the same thing. I can't talk about it without almost shedding a tear because I never thought this day would happen. You know, it's one thing to go and see any regular season game, which is always, you know, which is, I imagine, is a privilege, especially in this country. But to see your own team and be a part of that day and watch the anthems and watch players you've only seen on TV or played as in Madden is going to be probably one of the best days of my life. So, and the fact that it's seven days from my birthday as well. So, yeah, as I say, yeah, let's just, let's just hope for a win. That's amazing. That's a, Amazing birthday present, really, for you. I mean, what's your plan? Are you going just a day? Are you going for a whole weekend? How are you approaching the, the whole weekend experience? It's London. So, as we know, London's not cheap. So, <laughs> so it'll probably be a case of um, coach up, coach back on the same day. Because I've also got um, the AEW show in Wembley at the end of August as well. So, I've got that. I've got London, something like twice in the space of three months. So yeah, as I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be um a little bit expensive. But also for for um I'm gonna be meeting the boys from the third and long podcast, my actual podcast for the first time in person as well. So I got you I got it wrong with the name of the podcast. I, did I, was, podcast. I didn't want to correct you, but <laughs> I didn't want to correct you. <laughs> so sorry. I've been on our podcast as well. I'm so sorry. I I, no I got worries, but no worries. <laughs> Um, let's talk Ravens. So, yes. Um, in terms of your main ins and outs, looking at the main ins that came in this offseason, obviously the main one, Elder Beckham, wide receiver, a free agent after winning the Super Bowl with the Rams just a couple of seasons ago. Other players coming in, including Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver, cornerback Rock Yarsin. Um, other players um, include Laquan Treadwell, Josh Johnson, Angelo Blackson, and Sam Mustafa, the centre. Uh, re-signings include, of course, Lamar Jackson, as well as Tyler Huntley. And then main outs include Claire's Campbell, who's now at the Atlanta Falcons. Chuck Clark is gone. Josh Oliver, Demarcus Robinson, Kenyon Drake, Kyle Fuller, Justin Houston, Jawan James, Marcus Peters, Sammy Watkins, and Jason Pierre-Paul. And in the draft, he took Zay Flowers from Boston College, the wide receiver, 22nd overall. Other ones include... Trenton Simpson, the linebacker, 86th overall in the third round. And then in the fourth round, 124th overall, Tavius Robinson, the defensive end, amongst three others as well. So for you, Shane, in terms of the ins and outs, 
and the draft for your team this off season. How have you found that? How have you? What's your thoughts been on the off season as a whole? Um, obviously we had this um cloud over our heads with um is Lamar going to sign a new deal? Is he staying? Is he going? He asked for a trade, and then obviously he got the deal that he was requesting. Personally, I don't think he's worth that money, but we've been over this before. You know, I don't think he's in the same league as the likes of Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or even a Joe Burrow. Um, I'm also very sad to see the likes of Clayus Campbell leave. He wasn't just a leader on the field, but he was also a leader in, in the locker room from what, I, from what I've seen. I mean, yeah, he's he's seen it all. He's done it all. He's getting on, you know, but like I said, it's always nice to have have a veteran leader on the field and in the locker room as well. Um, and commiserations to Chuck Clark. I always had a soft spot for him, but he was, but he left us to go to the Jets and he's torn his ACL and is out for the season. So, you know, prayers and best wishes to Chuck Clark. Um, regarding the incomings, I was a little on the fence about Nelson Aguilar. I was like, uh, you know, he'd probably provide again veteran leadership um, in our always um, lackluster wide receiving core, shall we say. And then OBJ land on our laps. $15 million for one year. All I will say is, I'm glad it's not my money. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. What's the old saying? If you set yourself up a disappointment, anything better than that as a bonus, right? But I hope, he, I hope he does well. I hope, you know, the likes of Nelson Aguilar and OBJ can sort of bring on the likes of Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers as well. And hopefully our pass game will be as effective as our run game usually is. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, with, with Todd Monken coming in as well as the offensive coordinator, to see how he sort of, how his offense goes. And yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it now because it's not the usual run first offense from what I've, from what I've seen. Okay, and then in terms of who's mentioned all the incomings and of course he came on our podcast to discuss the news when it came out that Lamar Jackson had requested a trade of course that's now been resolved and he mentions a Flowers, Aglahorn and of course OBJ but do you think and I personally think it's not enough do you think they've done enough to really support Lamar Jackson I mean that whole narrative going into offseason and they got him some players but do you think it's enough to really warrant um, giving Lamar Jackson money? Um, well, again, you couldn't really buy, you couldn't really spend a lot more once you spent on that deal. So I think, I think John and, um, Eric DeCosta have done well in bringing in who they brought in and hopefully the proof will be in the pudding and hopefully they can sort of, um, put points on the board for us and show Lamar Jackson is a lot more than just one dimensional, you know, all these not bad for a running back type jokes. Hopefully he can finally put him to bed with, we're, we're forgetting Mark Andrews as well. We're also forgetting Isaiah, Isaiah Likely. You know, he'd have plenty of targets. So this season should be the season where he finally puts the running back comparisons to bed. Now I have to um, be a bit of a downer, downer what's the word? Uh, downer Debbie, is that what they call it? Come on, Debbie Downer, come on. I'm so tired of every year people telling me Rashad Bateman is going to do it. Every year I get told Rashad Bateman's going to be that he's going to he's going to find his resurgence. Never happens. So this year 
if he does it again, I'm sorry, I don't want to hear anyone off next offseason saying, but they got Rashad Bateman coming back. It's every year it's the same thing. Now, kind of when he got drafted, got drafted only 2021, but the last two years, I think he's ever, always get, get told he's going to, you know, do this and do that, and he never has. So it's his third season in the NFL now, and I don't want to hear another word if he doesn't do it again this year. Uh, <laughs> um, this this Baymel this very uh, Mel sorry very well might be the last chance saloon for a shot yeah. Bateman. Yep, third year. You know, th- uh, it's interesting times for him. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> but you know, be that as it may, we shall see. And then, really, I want to talk about John Harbaugh because I actually, I think it was on Saturday morning. I actually watched uh, America's game. Uh, the 2012 edition when he won the Super Bowl, you know, Ray Lewis' final year, and of course, went through all of Joe Flacco's amazing run in the playoffs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I believe, I think I've read this stat right, since that Super Bowl win, you've only, I believe, won two playoff games, if I might, I might, I might be wrong with that. But you've not won many games since, since it happened. And, you know, John Harbaugh, last season and the year before that especially, has been known for these decisions to go for it and often hasn't worked out and it's getting to the point now where they keep year after year not performing in the playoffs. The Mark Jackson, they're giving all this money, they're backing their quarterback. If they once again get to the playoffs, losing the first round of the playoffs, do you think there's any way Harbaugh's in the hot seat going into this the next season? Do you know what, right? I I like him a lot. I've got a lot of time for John. Um so it'll be it'll be a really sad day if anything does happen. Because he's been there, I think he's something like the third longest tenured coach in the NFL now. So he's been there a while. The city love him. The fans love him. I imagine the players love him as well. Like you said, um, how 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 like how can you sort of justify him having a job if he can't get that ring? Um, I I think the fact that they've chucked all this money at Lamar, they've put all all their eggs in the Lamar Jackson basket. I think it may it may be a case of again last chance saloon for John. I don't want him to go. You know who could replace him? In all honesty, I'm certainly not Urban Meyer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this could be last chance saloon for him. I personally hope he stays, but we never know. We never know. Yeah, I mean, looking at the the record since winning the Super Bowl in the 2012 season, um, you you did win a playoff game in, in the 2014 season. So January 2015, you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, but you did end up losing in the next round to the New England Patriots. You then lost to the Los Angeles Chargers in the wild card game in 2018. 2019 had the first round bye, and then you um obviously what uh, lost that game against the Titans. Then you yeah, played well. the Bills in the divisional round, but you won the wild card game round. I believe it was against. Was it against the Colts? No, it was against the was it against the Titans in twenty. Yes, it was because it because we had revenge from the previous year where basically we danced on their logo. I remember that. Yeah, I bet you do. Um, and then of course we lost oh, yeah, to um, the Bengals in the wild card game, which really uh, a bit like ourselves against the Bills. We almost really should have won that game with um, back of quarterback or third choice in our case. So, you know, I think for me, Harbaugh has had a is a really solid coach. I think that. If you want yeah. a guy who's going to win you multiple games and get you results with maybe not the best resources, I think he's your guy. It's a bit like Mike Tomlin. Shanahan's obviously the best at that, making uh, okay players look good. But I think we, we were talking about it earlier on with, in our Bills podcast we recorded about two hours ago, which was released on Spotify and podcast about four days before this one. Um, and we were talking about how Sean McDermott is a great guy. He's stable. You know, He gets you into the playoffs every year. 
he got baffled. But I think it takes some kind of coaches to then go from that to then winning it when it matters. Because there are some players as well who, you know, in the regular season, they're amazing. Come playoffs, they struggle. And I think vice versa, sometimes some players um, maybe aren't the, aren't the best in the regular season. Like Danny, Danny Amendola, Junior Edelman. But in the playoffs, they always delivered. And I think that is a big worry, not just his hardball, but also the, the Mar Jackson, the fact that he'd only really won, I think it was obviously just one playoff game. So yeah. that's my issue with the Ravens, is that I think they, it's, a, it's a great, great coach side. I think it's one of the best front offices in the whole NFL. But at the same time, I think to get that next level, I do question whether it's there personally. Uh, and I do I question whether at the moment, you know, with how strong the AFC is and how strong the AFC North is, with the likes of, you know, the obviously my Bengals me one of my one of my favorites for the AFC entire they're gonna probably win the division. You know, you've got the Steelers who I think Ken Pickett I think will rise this year and have a great second year. You know, you've got a great defense there if TJ Watt stays healthy. And then the Browns all hinged on Deshaun Watson if he can perform or not and get back to his you know previous code before 2020, you know, top five quarterback status. So I, I think that it's a tough division and I think that it's a tough conference. I think that NFC wise, I think there'll be not even a doubt about his playoff capability, John Harbour and Mar Jackson, I think they'd win multiple games. So I think that is a part of the, of the Ravens that they have against them, is the fact that they are in a tough, tough division and conference. But at the same time, so do the other teams and they get done. So it's, you know, it, it's tough. And I think that John Harbour has to be careful. I think that winning the Super Bowl helps you. It gives, gives you years. And I think that's why like Mike Tomlin's never been really in any doubt of being fired. And I think that there's other coaches are the same thing. But um, yeah, I think he has He has to, I think the next three years has to win at least one playoff game because I think mm. if it gets to three, if we're doing this podcast three years from now together, what's that, 2028, uh, whatever it is, and he's not won any playoff games. No, 2026, sorry. Is it 26. <laughs> 2026. Right, yeah. um, and he's not won any playoff games. Um, by then, I think by then, he either would have been fired or there there would have been some serious conversations had because of sentimental reasons, he's, you know, he's there for a reason. But at the same time, yeah, like Alton Wenger will tell you, at some point, everyone's got to leave. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, 100%. I mean, how far can sentimentality get you? I mean, I've been through one recently myself with David De Gea leaving United. You know, I'm a massive, massive David De Gea fan. I think he's absolutely brilliant. But as we know, football fans have notoriously short memories. What have you done for me lately? You know? And the fact they didn't have a very good last few games, last few months for United, you know? And like you said, everyone does leave at some point. So it remains to be seen. Hopefully we have John for many more years to come. Yeah, I agree. I think me and you are both sharing similar sort of things because my fellow player is Roberto Firmino. He has left this summer. And controversially, my favourite Dolphins player is Mike Gazicki, and he's just left. So, um, mm. yeah, no, it's um, been a weird, be a weird summer for me when my favourite two players and my teams have both gone. But, you know, big up Jalen Waddle and big up Fabinho. We'll, um, we'll go. <laughs> they're, they're now the new, um, they're <laughs> now the new, new leaders in I that thought- role. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the overball, not the round ball. We can't agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. So let's go for our final segment, which is going to be our uh, win, loss, or tie segment. So if you aren't aware of the process by now, every fan who comes on the podcast will give their teams, will give a prediction for every game in their team season. So we've had the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Bills, and now it's time. The Baltimore Ravens. Now we will look at your results compared to your predictions compared to other, um, of course, other um, people who have done this. 
I'm just going to find, I've actually forgotten to write this down. I'm trying to find your um, predictions from last year. So let me get this. Okay. So. Oh, this will be, be fun. <laughs> yeah, let's find out <laughs> what you've done, because I have got it down on my, on my on my phone, on our Twitter previous. Here we are. Right. So the Ravens in 2022, of course, wait, forget that up a second. So you finished last year 10 and 7. So your predictions. <laughs> Wasn't too too dissimilar. Twelve and five, so you were a bit more yeah, far off. But you know, you've still made the playoffs. You know, it's still you know, and our Bengal, our Bengals fan of all, Joe had twelve and five as well. So you had him sort of level with the Bengals, and you know, in the end, you guys were fighting for that playoff game, and it was a quite a tight game. But of course, that's last year. Now it's time for this year. So we're going to give Shane the ropes as he gives us his prediction. So week one, let me get this up again. I've lost the page again. This is. Terrible prep for me. I do apologise to our listeners and to you, Shane. Um, Sorry, but no worries. <laughs> so week one is a home game against the Houston Texans. Win, loss or tie? Oh, win, 100%. They drafted well, but that's not enough. Yeah, I think they're going to be ones that improve massively. I think they could even make the playoffs at a very small scale. But I think it's, you know, they're way too early in their rebuild to even think about anything more than that. Um, week two, on the road to the Cincinnati Bengals. As much as I hate to say it, they're the strongest team in the AFC North. Don't tell the boys in the podcast I said that, mind. <laughs> oh, I will. When I see Ollie, oh. uh, it, it, it's, um, <laughs> I'm going to make sure he knows. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think they're too strong for us. I really do. I don't think it'd be a blowout. I think it'd be close, but they will win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, week three is a home game against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we beat them, even though they're Anthony Richardson. And again, another team that drafted well. I think we 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 are too strong for the Colts. Okay, and then week four is a road game against everyone's favorite quarterback, Deshaun Watson. It's an interesting game whenever you play anybody in the AFC. You know, like the film any given Sunday, anything can happen. And I think the fact that I think this all hinges on what sort of Deshaun Watson you're going to see. You know, and and um, but I do genuinely think that uh, I think we'll win, but again, it'll be close. Okay, and week five is a road game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is a rivalry game, as you as we previously established. This game is like Liverpool United. It's like Rangers Celtic. It's like Everton and that other team. You know, but it's <laughs> but it's it's a it's a massive rivalry game. So anything can happen. Personally, I hope we batter them. But my prediction is, again, I I think we'll win. I think it'll be it come down to a Justin Tucker field goal. I imagine. Hey, I, I like I like that prediction. Um, and then of course it's the one we've, you're, you've all been waiting for. Of course, the one you're so excited for against the Titans at Tottenham rather than Wembley. Um, so for you, Shane, win, loss, or tie. Neutralize Derek Henry and the Titans have nothing. We've done it before. We'll do it again, and I will be still be one of the top three moments in my life to see my team win. I will never ever forget this day, and I think we're going to win and win convincingly. Fantastic, fantastic! Um, and then week seven, a game I'm actually going to uh, at home to the Detroit Lions. That will be a cracking game because I think the Lions are everyone's favorite second team. Yeah, you know, on on the podcast, we're big Dan Campbell fans. All you know, all four of us, they are very much the little engine that could that are picking up steam. And it wouldn't surprise me 
I think if if we if we played this game at Ford Field, I think they'd beat us. But I think we've just got enough to sneak past them. As again, it might come down to attack a field goal again. Hey, that is right now the time of doing it. It's a six and one record. So that is a great start. And if that is the case, then going into week eight, you've got a great chance of making that even better with a road trip to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I was going to say make that seven and one. In all honesty, D Hop is gone now. Kyla can't put on the Xbox controller. You, you know, they've got nothing. In all honesty, I think we, I think we win convincingly. Hey, and then week nine is a home game. Uh, actually, you got three home games in a row coming up in this schedule. Uh, the first one is against the Seattle Seahawks. Can I ask you a question, Andy? Go on, tell me. Why? Why did Seattle pay Gino all that money? Come back play the year, mate. Come back play the year. It's um, it gets you the dollars. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay, good answer. Good answer. I'll give you that one. Um, on paper, I think we'd beat them, but again, as I said, any given Sunday, I'm gonna go for a draw. Okay, our first actual first yeah of the series we're doing. So um, interesting. That's. That'll be um quite the game, I think, if that is if that is a tie. Mm. Or could it could be terrible. Could be like a nine nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd probably be like a monsoon bowl or something, even just kick your <laughs> goals and that's it. Especially in especially, oh, not in Seattle, actually, it's in Baltimore, but um Oh yeah, if it wasn't Seattle. Yeah. Uh week ten, once again at home, this time against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think we're gonna sweep the series against the Browns, I think. Yep, to, we'll uh, we'll do them again, I think. Hey, so that's next game, week 11, against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals will win again. Yeah. Whether it's home or away, as I said, I think they're the strongest team in the AFC North, one of the strongest teams in the AFC, full stop. I'm a huge Jamar Chase fan. I think he's absolutely incredible. And I think if the secondary falls asleep for a play or two, it's game over. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's um, For me, they're one of my favourites to win the whole thing. Um, then of course you got the week thirteen. Sorry, you got week before your week thirteen bye. You've got a week twelve road game at SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think the Chargers will beat us. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but yeah, I think the fact that it's on the um, West Coast as well, mm-hmm. I think that sort of might throw teams out with the with the time zone changes and that sort of thing as well. Even though they'll have time to, time to prepare for it, and I just think the Chargers are very underrated. No, I, I'm on the other end. I think they could massively flop this year. I think they... Okay. I think, but mainly it's down to Brandon Staley. I think if they had... And if that team had even John Harbaugh or if they had Mike Tomlin or they had Kyle Shanahan, I think this team would be a team that every year, at least divisional round. But I think with Brandon Staley in his first two years alone, I, I do really worry for that team. And I think Justin Herbert, I think whilst I think he will get fired in the next year or two if things don't work out, but I think that in terms of wasting Herbert's potential, I think, especially on a rookie deal, I think that Staley is is doing that right now. So I think um, I personally don't think right now, this is a spoiler because we are doing predictions episode right before the season starts with Stephen Luke from the hair drive treatment, but I, I do think they might be a team that underwhelms and misses out on the playoffs altogether. Okay, okay. So yeah, I, I'm not particularly a big Chargers fan of the coaching coaching at the moment so yeah I don't really rate Kellen Moore so um, yeah I don't think that will improve too much 
Week 14, once again, Los Angeles, but this time it's the Rams at home. Yeah, I think we beat the Rams. The Rams basically put all their eggs in one basket when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, but haven't done anything since then. And I don't think they'll do anything now. They were, statistically, the worst defending Super Bowl champion in history. Yeah, five wins last year. It was awful. But I, I, I was saying this on their most podcasts, because most podcasts so far, because it's been very NFC West themed so far, the Rams have come okay. up in most podcasts. I think maybe all of them, right. maybe apart from one, but... I've been saying this. I'll bang the drum. I think they can make the playoffs because I think that if those three that those three players are healthy, Stafford, Cup, and Donald, I think that that gives any team a chance. I think whilst I think their ceiling is probably just one playoff win at most, I can't see them winning the division, but I can still see them, you know, wild card round, especially if they get lucky in the seeding and they get NFC South team, like they get the Panthers yeah. or the Falcons or something. I, I think that that will. I could see him even make the divisional round, but I don't think they're anywhere near a team that's going to make a Super Bowl again. But no, at the other day, no. you know, we would all, every fan base, apart from maybe the Chiefs fans, would trade that in. So I know I would, maybe you would as well. I would rather have ten, nine bad years and one year winning a Super Bowl than eight, ten good years where you make the playoffs every year but never make a Super Bowl. I'd much rather have that because in day. Liverpool, the go back to Liverpool. Um, you know, I remember years ago in uni when I was a Chelsea, I was a Chelsea fan. This is like twenty fifteen when they had that really bad year after winning the league. And I said to the Chelsea fan in my, in my course at the time, I would take ten bad years if met Liverpool winning the Premier League. And turns out we had that year after we won the league. And we finally did it thirty years after not winning that one. We fought, and then the next year went terrible. So I think you know you would take that because at the end of the day, you're not going to look back and go, oh my god, I, I love these times when we we made the divisional round. You want to be going like, oh, you you probably will forget most of the bad years if you win a Super Bowl. I know Rams fans probably it, it won't bother them too much really because they they got a thing of yeah we're the second most recent team to win one. So and some teams haven't won a playoff game in thirty years, um, have they? Like the Lions haven't exactly won a playoff in the Ra- yeah, and I agree with it. You know the Rams put all their eggs in one basket and it paid off. And as you said, you'd much rather win it once in ten years than be also Rams for like you know we could have we could have we could have we didn't. You know, I'm sure. Um, you know, the Eagles just one wing kid after the Buffalo Bills, four straight losses. I know who I'd rather mm. be, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, right, so week 15, the second to no, the fourth last game of the season is on the road to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are going deep into AEW country in uh, TK's territory against the Jags. The, the ever-improving Jags with Trevor Lawrence, much like the Detroit Lions and the Jets, for, to a lesser extent. Um, these were sort of joke, team year, joke teams years ago, guaranteed win teams years ago. But like they beat us in London in 2017, I think they'll do the same here. Hey, so that is a loss for the Ravens there. And in week 16, it's Christmas oh, Day. I don't want to talk about this one. Well, actually... Funny you mention because my plan is I'm not I've not asked you guys yet because it's way way in advance. My plan is because of course you've got also yourself and Ollie who will be both Ollie Hope who will be both you the 49ers fan you're a Ravens fan. So I want yes. to ideally before that week a preview episode with yourself both Ollies from the podcast as well from third and long. Um, and I want to get idea because obviously Ollie's got some the other Ollie obviously Ollie Henderson has got a um, thing with me in terms of obviously both got AFC East team. So I think. I would love to um for that week to get you on. So really, yeah, that'll be a tenth one I imagine it in the in your podcast that week as well. 
that would be awesome. But yeah, I'm more than happy to do so. Um, yeah, it's Christmas night. It is 10, I'm sorry, it's one o'clock in the morning, Boxing Day, Christmas night. And we are apparently doing a watch along with me, Ollie and Phil, because Phil and Ollie are obviously uh, 49ers fans. So it's not going to be a comfortable Christmas for me, let's put it that way. Um, I think they'll beat us because they're a very, very good side. Yeah, they're one of the best. Um, yeah. This one, be careful with the answer because I am the host. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's Eve. So actually, I think this might be, it says 1pm in their times. That'll be probably like 6 p.m. That's, yeah. That's amazing. That's like oh. the perfect time because I'm not really a big New Year's Eve fan anyway, so I'm more than happy to stay in or at least watch that and then go out. So... That's going to be amazing. But Mammy Dolphins in Baltimore, uh, New Year's Eve. What are you saying about that one? I'm saying it's going to be happy New Year to my beloved Ravens. I think we'll take the W after, after you basically making us look stupid last year. You know, we were hammering you and then we just thought, yeah, we took the foot off the gas, it's fine. And then we completely fell apart. We were at the mercy of your offense last year. This year's going to be different. Well, two years in a row, really, because remember the year before, I loved that game two years before as well, and Robert Hunt almost scored, well, did score before, got ruled out, one of my favourite touchdowns ever. But that game last year, that game was mm. probably my top three favourite games of all time, even now. I think it probably is my top three favourite ever Dolphins games. It really is, because I went watch out with my dad. Literally, I remember, like, watch it, I normally watch it on my, on, my, on my own with my, if I'm with my parents, I'll be on my own, that iPad, they'll be on watching whatever on TV. My mum had a long call, so I remember yeah. when she left. When she left, I put on TV, and we were losing by so many points. I converted from the iPad to the TV, and my mum came back. We were winning. That's how long she was gone on this call, but it was an amazing wow. comeback, and that was just one of my favorite games. So um, I'm hoping we can repeat. But you know, law of averages, we may well lose that game. So yeah, I'm not sure about that one. And it's in Baltimore as well. So yeah, yeah as always, home field advantage. Hopefully, and hopefully, third year in a row with a win. Um, Final week, week 18, so currently 10 and 5 and 1. So you would think most years that will get you in the playoffs anyway, but it might not. So this could be a crucial game against the Steelers at home. The Steelers have struggled since Big Ben left and they haven't impressed me at all. I mean, yeah, Kenny Pickett, everyone's hopes are high for Kenny Pickett going into the season, but he's yet to impress me. I don't know whether that's the fact that he plays for them or the fact that he genuinely hasn't impressed me. I think we'll I think we'll do one. I think we I think it's gonna be eleven five and one. Hey yeah, so that means that you are currently fourth place in terms of most the biggest prediction record so far. So as it stands, um Ollie Kent and Sam Morgan are right at the bottom with their Cardinals predictions of five and twelve and six and eleven respectively. And then yourself, you're now, sorry, Javan is in fourth, which is 11 and, sorry, no, you are fourth. Oh, yeah, you are fourth with 11, 5 and 1 for the Baltimore Ravens. And then Javan is third with Seattle Seahawks, 11 and 6. And then um, Charlie Nelson will be second with Buffalo Bills, 13 and 4. But Paul Hope still leads away with his 49ers prediction of 14 and 3. So, yeah, so far with our uh, fifth team so far in this series, you're one of the most confident so far. So, 11 and 5 and 1, you would think most years it would take a shock for you not to be in the playoffs with that record. So, if you get to the playoffs, more likely it's a wildcard team rather than a bye. How far do you see this team going if you got to the playoffs? Again, I don't think we're the strongest team in the AFC. You know, um, I can see us probably 
we went straight through the first round, but I think the second round is a bridge too far. And we've mentioned um, earlier on in the podcast about John keeping his job. I think if he doesn't get past the second round, we we you know we do, we, we don't know what's next because all the money they spent on Lamar. You know, as I said earlier on, football fans have notoriously short memories. The money they've spent, they want instant results now. And if they don't get those results, it may be um, a curtain call for John, in all honesty. Interesting. I think we'll find out this year, certainly. I think there's, as we mentioned before, I think there definitely will be more more cries for it this time next year if you do go into the season with once again without a playoff win or even making the playoffs in the first place. Um but that will be where we end the podcast for this Baltimore Ravens season preview. So, first of all, just want to say thank you, Shane, for coming on. No worries about any time. It's been a pleasure. And, of course, we'll have you on during the season as we um, look forward to what should be another exciting season in the NFL. Um, but, of course, this has been the Across the Pod podcast. I've been your host, Andy. This has been Shane Harris. And we will see you guys for our next season preview, which is going to be the New Orleans Saints. See you guys then. <laughs>